I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, clinical psychologist and brain health expert, and you're listening to The Bold Life Podcast, the podcast for working moms who are feeling stressed out and overwhelmed trying to do it all. As a working mom with big career dreams, I know what it's like to not have enough time in the day and to lack the skills and confidence to reach your goals. I have spent years understanding how our brains work and learning what holds us back from having the courage to reach our dreams. Each week, I'll be sharing practical strategies to help you find more time in your day, build your confidence, fight back against mom guilt, and reach your goals. If you want to learn how to thrive both at home and at work, you're in the right place. Hello, and welcome to the Bold Life Podcast. If you know all the reasons you want to change, but you've been struggling to take that first step towards a new habit or goal, this is the episode for you. I'll walk you through one simple, easy-to-use strategy to kickstart your motivation and train your brain for change. I love books. I always have. When I was little, I always dreamed of having a library in my house, like Beauty and the Beast. I might not have a library at home, but I definitely have a stack of books on my nightstand all the time waiting to be read. Not every book I pick up is a winner. Some I don't even finish. P.S., Yes, it's super important and super healthy to read for our brains, but if you pick up a book and you don't like it, don't force yourself to finish it. That's no fun and really isn't helpful for your brain. There are a million books out there, so just try another one. Okay, back on track. When I find a good book, I love to talk about it. Maybe I should consider joining a book club or something. Thankfully, I have my podcast where I can share some of my awesome book finds with you. Recently, I finished reading a book by Mel Robbins called The Five-Second Rule. If you've never heard of Mel Robbins, she's a former defense attorney turned television host turned motivational speaker. All that's an interesting journey enough. But what I found most interesting about her story is she shares in this book how she used to struggle with crippling anxiety. She starts her story back in 2009 when she was really struggling. She'd tried to launch a TV career and it had failed. Her husband was struggling with a startup business. They were really struggling financially, facing possible bankruptcy, and she was finding she just couldn't get out of bed anymore. Her motivation was just so low and she didn't want to face her day. As a result, she was running late for everything, which just caused her more stress and more anxiety. Mel shares how she had struggled with anxiety for years. Even when she was a kid, she said she always had a nervous stomach, she was stressed out all the time, and she'd even started having panic attacks. She describes these panic attacks as anxiety so bad that it feels like you're having a heart attack, and they felt totally out of her control. She even ended up going to her doctor to get some medication to help with this anxiety. It was so bad. Now, if you've ever seen this woman speak, that's not the Mel Robbins we know today. So what happened? How did she go from anxiety attacks that left her scared she was going to die and feeling so low that she couldn't drag herself out of bed in the morning to one of the top speakers in the world? She credits her success to a strategy she calls the five-second rule. I know I talk all the time about how much our brains hate change, how it's so much easier to stay the same. Remember, your brain is designed to resist change. It wants to keep you right where you are. It is way safer for your brain than the alternative, that unknown that comes with change. Yes, I'm overweight and unhappy, 
but it's way better than the scary alternative of going to the gym, starting a diet that might not work. That would totally devastate my confidence, right? So easier for my brain to say, no thanks, I don't want to start that diet. No thanks, I don't want to start going to the gym. It's way easier for me to stay unhappy in the place I am rather than risk something new that might be even scarier or even worse. As far as your brain's concerned, better the devil that it knows. It's easier and safer to stay stuck in your same habits than it is to risk change. Mel Robbins is totally on the same page with me here in this book. She talks about how we need to find a way to snap our brain out of the cycle, how to get our brain to start changing. So often, we believe that change needs to be monumental, that I need to make these huge changes in my life, go from never exercising to committing to going to the gym every day this year, or to go from never raising my hand in meetings to leading groups. Cool. These goals are awesome. That's fantastic to set big goals for yourself. But the trouble with these really big monumental goals is more often than not, we fail. How many New Year's resolutions fail by February? Oh yeah, it's over 80%. Yuck, right? That's because your brain resists change. All the desire and the willpower in the world is simply not enough to change these habits. Your brain wants to fall back to the easiest way of being, and that's our old habits. Just wanting to change is not enough. We need a plan to change our brain. We need a strategy to rewire our brains away from these habits. And the trouble comes when we think we need to set these really big goals or make these huge changes in our life, when we try and almost invariably fail to set these huge expectations and to reach these huge goals right off the bat is we feel discouraged. And our brain says, "Mm, told you so, bad idea to try these new habits. Let's just stay how we are. But we don't need to make huge changes right away really small baby step type changes can make all the difference in the world. The easiest way to change our behaviors and to change our habits is to change our actions, to change what we're actually doing. Our brains learn super fast when we change our behaviors. Even those small changes that might end up snowballing and likely will end up snowballing over time. Have you ever made one of those small changes in your life and then were surprised how big the consequences were? Think about it like compound interest for your habits. Maybe you stood up for yourself to some jerk at work who was always razzing you or giving you a hard time. And the rest of the day, everything seemed to go your way. Your confidence was through the roof. Your chin was held up higher. You felt great, right? Or maybe you made a choice to go for a walk after work when you came home rather than just plop on the couch. And you felt energized, excited, and you seemed more motivated for the rest of the day. We think that change needs to be moving mountains. It needs to be these monumental, huge shifts in our lives. But then we can get stalled out before we even start. If we think we have to make these huge changes, it's really overwhelming for our brain. If my goal is to go from never exercising to going to the gym every day, that's a big shift that you're asking your brain to make. That's a huge change. You can see how your brain's going to put up even more resistance. There are so many roadblocks that your brain's going to throw up to snap you back to where you were and to kill your self-confidence. Instead, we can take those small, tiny actions to create this chain reaction of confidence. What happens in your brain is each time you make a small change, 
and you do it, each time you're successful, your brain gets a little boost of confidence. Your brain learns, huh, I did that. I put my hand up and asked that question. That wasn't awful. That actually felt pretty good. Now your brain is going to be much more likely to make another change. When we've tried and we failed, it sets our brain back. When we go too big, too fast, our brain says, "Eh, eh, that was no fun. We never want to do that again. But those small, tiny successes start that rewiring in your brain. They start your brain towards, okay, I think I can do this. This isn't nearly as bad as I anticipated. Let's keep going. And you're much more likely to take that next small step. Those small wins add up pretty fast. Again, think about compound interest for your mind. Each time I have a success, each time I make a new behavior, I try that new habit, I eat that healthy meal, I make that smart choice to go for a walk or to put my hand up in a meeting, all of that helps our brain learn confidence, helps our brain learn courage, and those small wins keep building. Unfortunately, the same goes for losses. Those add up really fast too. If I try to go for too much and I fail, it's going to hit me back down to the start. Instead, I want to take those small, slow steps every day to grow my confidence and then start to snowball my confidence. Think about it like creating momentum for your brain. Mel Robbins in her book talks about the idea of having everyday courage, and I really like that idea. So often, like I said, we feel like we need to take these monumental, these huge steps in our lives. When we think about someone who's courageous or confident, we think about people who have made tremendous change in the world. They've stopped wars. They've created new cures for diseases. They've saved all these people. They've made massive changes in their careers. We think about them as brave, and they are. But every day, you are asked to have acts of courage. Every day, you come across things that are scary and you push through. Every day, you face uncertainty where you don't know what's going to happen next and you have to make the courageous decision to keep moving forward anyway. When we have to make tough choices to push forward, to go past our fears, when we know it's way easier just to stay back and to stay how we were before, each of these is a chance to learn courage to train your brain for confidence. These small acts of everyday courage are actually how your brain learns to feel more self-confident, how you learn to believe in yourself, to trust yourself that, yes, I can be successful. You don't have to be saving the world to be courageous. These everyday acts of courage will build that strength and that resilience in your mind. What we need, though, is something to start your brain in the right direction. We've talked about how just motivation and willpower is just not enough to change these habits. Your brain does not want to change. It doesn't want to budge in any direction. It wants to stay exactly where it is. Just saying to yourself, I want to do this, it's important, usually isn't going to be enough for your brain. We need a way to change that brain's pattern of thinking. Enter Mel Robbins and her five-second rule. Mel Robbins said she came up with this idea to help herself get out of bed of all things. Remember I told you a few years ago, she was really struggling. Everything seemed to be going wrong and going against her in her life. And she was at such a low point that she just couldn't get out of bed. She was hitting snooze over and over and she was ending up rushing, being late to everything day to day. 
You can even listen to my latest episode of my podcast, episode 17, to hear about how I'm using this habit myself to stop snoozing my alarm clock. Anyways, Mel shares in her book about how she knew she needed to get out of bed, but she couldn't do it. Her brain was holding her back in so many ways, and this was starting to really impact her life. Like I said, she was rushing in the morning, trying to get her kids out the door. She was late to everything. She felt like she didn't have control anymore of her life. So one day, she decided the next morning when her alarm went off, she was going to count backward, five, four, three, two, one, then get up rather than hitting snooze. And she did it. And what she found is that she kept finding these small moments throughout the day where she would find herself at a turning point, where she could take the easy way and slip back into those old habits of doubt, worry, feeling insecure and overthinking, or she could count five, four, three, two, one and move forward with a new habit. This really worked for her, and she shares in this book how she started using this in all areas of her life whenever that doubt or indecision would happen to snap her brain forward, to snap her brain out of that old thinking pattern, that old habit, and to start moving forward. Why I like this five-second rule is it does a few things. It gives your brain something to focus on, and it jogs you out of that stress and doubt, those habits, those negative thinking habits that you can fall into. Just like any other habit, whether it's getting up and brushing your teeth, putting your shoes on one foot at a time, always having the same thing for breakfast like I do, we have mental habits as well. Doubt, indecision, procrastination are some examples of some of those negative mental habits that can really hold us back. When we start counting backwards, five, four, three, two, one, it stops that pattern. It interrupts that habit, that mental loop that we go into. Oh man, I just don't want to get out of bed this morning. It's so much more comfortable. It's so much easier to lay here in bed. I just don't want to face my day. Just five more minutes. By interrupting that thinking pattern, five, four, three, two, one, gives your brain something else to focus on rather than those negative thoughts. And it can snap you out of that stress pattern. I also like that this five second rule relies on action. We know our brains learn way faster with action. Actually, physically moving our body is the best way to train our brains to do something new. Countdown, five, four, three, two, one, get up, move, do something else. If you're doubting yourself, five, four, three, two, one, remind yourself of something positive you did today. Procrastinating, five, four, three, two, one, get up, make a move towards that goal. If your confidence is down, five, four, three, two, one, get up and do something to move past that fear. I love that this five-second rule is so simple. You can do it almost anywhere that you find yourself falling into these old habits. It doesn't take much, right? To count backwards in your head, five, four, three, two, one, interrupt that pattern of negative thinking, move yourself in the right direction. Remember, it's also important that you physically do something. Get up, move your body from wherever you're sitting. If you're falling into that doubt, you're falling into that low confidence, even just get up and switch chairs. That's going to snap your brain out of that thinking pattern. It's going to give your brain a new context. Moving your body is always helpful for changing our thinking. So this five-second rule is not just something that worked for Mel Robbins and people that she knows. She really shows the science to back this up. This five-second rule is an example of what's called a starting ritual, which can be used to change any habit and gets our brain going. Remember, willpower is not enough. We need new habits to replace these old ones. 
So if my old habit is doubt, indecision, guilt, beating myself up, being super hard on myself, lacking confidence, 54321 is a new habit that replaces that thinking. It's something that will start my brain in a new direction. Again, it interrupts that negative thinking pattern. The idea of this five-second rule also relies on the progress principle, which is that progress forward of any kind when we're changing habits is a good thing. Think about that snowball effect, right? If I'm making slow, small changes, that's a positive for my brain. Just like a snowball rolling down the hill gradually builds and builds and builds until all of a sudden it's house size and it's crashing into a building, right? That snowball started small and it built slowly over time, but it's making forward progress as it rolls down the hill. Just like you, when you're making these small changes in your habits, they might seem really small and almost insignificant. They're not. All of these changes, all of these things you're doing differently are helping to retrain your brain, helping to rewire your brain to move away from those old habits of doubt and low confidence and move towards your goals. I encourage you to pick one area of your life where you're going to try this five-second rule this week. When you find yourself falling into that negative habit, count backwards in your mind, five, four, three, two, one, go, and then do something different. Move your body, get up, move to a different room, do some type of different thinking exercise. If you're focusing on negative, remind yourself of something positive. Practice gratitude is a great way to do this. It's tough for us to experience negative emotions when we're feeling grateful. Our brains can't really process those conflicting emotions at the same time. So remind yourself, what am I grateful for today? My health, my family, my job, whatever it is, feel that gratitude after that five, four, three, two, one will help snap your brain forward. Remember, we're going for small changes here. We don't need to make huge, world-shattering changes right off the bat. And in fact, if we're trying to make too big of a change, our brain's just going to resist. Remember the power of snowballs. Your confidence grows the same way. It can be as simple as five, four, three, two, one, change. Do something different. I'd encourage you to follow Mel Robbins on social. She shares great practical strategies to manage stress, fear, and overwhelm. And she's pretty funny too. Your unique personality can also impact how you handle pressure and stress, your confidence, and even your productivity. Take my free quiz at drnicolebyers.com forward slash quiz to find your unique personality style for managing stress and get tips based on your secret sauce to boost confidence and reach your dreams. All right, let's wrap it up. Today, we talked about how when you want to change any habit, whether it's health, work, relationships, whatever, you need to overcome your brain's resistance to change. One way to do that is to use a starting ritual like the five-second rule to move your brain away from your old habit and towards your new habit. Remember, habits are like snowballs. They take a while to build, but they do build with consistency and a little bit of everyday courage. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, and this is the Bold Life Podcast. 